Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of It Started With a Dream. And remember, you deserve the world, so you should give it to yourself. Um, so I've been putting off recording this for a really long time, and that's because, I don't know, you always think, oh, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start next week, and then it just doesn't happen. So that's where I've been at, um... But I just wanted to take this first episode so that you guys can learn a little bit about me and why I'm semi able to teach you about life and business and social media and all the things I do and why you should consider listening to me. Um, So I'm 25 years old and I founded a company called Making Authentic Friendships. And it's an app that enables individuals with special needs to make friends based on their age, diagnosis, interests, and geographic location. Making Authentic Friendships, M-A-F, are also my brother's initials. Uh, My brother is two years younger than me. He's 23, and he has autism and ADHD. And he's always been super lonely. So I decided to try to close the gap in a lonely population. Um, so I definitely want to take you guys through the process of starting the business. Um, obviously it's a long story, but I actually started it when I was a junior in college. I went to Sacred Heart University in Connecticut. Shout out to them. Loved it. Um, and I was a junior and I was the president of the autism club there and I was very passionate about it. I was doing a really good job with it. I was able to turn it from the smallest club on campus to one of the largest. We won club of the year my senior year, which was a really proud accomplishment for me. But I knew I had a knack for it. I knew I loved it. And at the time, like so many college students, I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And if you ask me, asking a college student, someone who's 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, to pick what they want to do for the rest of their lives is crazy. Um, I am a huge advocate for college. I think education is great. Like I said, I absolutely loved college. But at the same time, I think as generations go on, the mindset around working is definitely changing. And our access to social media and influencers and so many other things make it so that people don't necessarily need to get nine to fives. Um, I don't know. I just think times have changed and it's just really interesting and possibilities are endless with all the tools we have available. But in any case, um, yeah. So I think it's crazy to ask someone that young to decide what they want to do for the next 56 years of their life. Um, I think a rare amount of people do know and do get it right but I think in so many cases you don't know because you don't know yourself I mean if I'm looking back on myself as a freshman in college to now um I don't even know that person I am such a completely different person I have grown so much in so many different ways that my interests everything about me is just different now so I don't know I just think it's interesting. But in any case, I digress. Back to my junior year of college, I was a health science major. I was going to go pre-occupational therapy. 
I did want to work in the special needs population because, again, my brother, um, but I wasn't, like, dead set on that. Like, there was a part of me that knew that that actually wasn't completely what I wanted to do, and I just knew I wanted to help people, so... I was like, all right, I'm really good at being the president of the autism club. I love it. It's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like work. How could I do this in the real world? So I started thinking through ways I can make it, uh, make a business and ultimately do that in the real world. So I started thinking about gaps in my brother's life, things he could use um, more of. And one of the first things that came to mind was he's lonely and social skills are hard for him and keeping conversation and making conversation is hard for him. Um, he is verbal and pretty high functioning, but yeah, it's difficult for him. Like so many people with special needs. Um, so my first thought was, okay, I'll create an app that way I don't have to start just in one city or one state. I could really reach a lot of people. And something a lot of people ask me in interviews now is, well, why did you choose an app? And why didn't you start small? That's a great question. And in retrospect, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I was just thinking long term. I was thinking the big picture. And I felt like the best way to do this is to just reach people from everywhere. Um, I was very naive. I had no idea what creating an app entailed. I thought I could do it with literally the savings in my bank account, which at the time was like $2,000. Um, so silly me. Um, and I started getting quotes for app development. And so actually, before I even did that, I started building a social media presence. And this is something I'm going to talk a lot about in the future. I'm going to do a whole episode probably just on social media and my tactics around it. But... One of the best things I could have ever done is use social media as proof of concept. So for those who might not know, when you create a business, what you want to do is get proof of concept. And by that, I mean getting the idea or the product or whatever it is in front of your customer, Um, like the type of person that would be your customer and see their response. So if you get a positive response, Obviously, that's reiteration toward, I should continue this. If you get a negative response, maybe you should rethink some things. And let me preface by saying, obviously, in life, everything you do, there's going to be people who like it, people who don't like it. Um, You can't please everyone. But you need to look at it as a whole and get kind of a consensus. So I started building a social media presence around my idea following people in the community, parents, caregivers, siblings. And again, most of the time, your parents and your best friends are going to tell you an idea is good. But when you get it into the public, into strangers' hands, and people who would actually be using it, that's when you know whether your idea is viable or not. So I did that. And first off, it was very scary. Um, Starting anything from scratch is so scary, especially things that you don't know how they're going to go. And as an anxiety sufferer, again, something I'm going to address in many future episodes, I hated that I didn't know uh, what was going to happen. Was I going to succeed? Was I going to fail? Were people going to like it? Were people going to hate it? I had no idea. So it was really scary. 
And I also remember having literally like five followers on Instagram for the business and looking at these other accounts that had 10,000, 20,000 or more and thinking, wow, that is so far away from where I want to be. I feel like I'm never going to get there. And what I often compare that moment to is sitting at the bottom of a mountain and looking up to the top. Obviously, when you're at the bottom and you're looking up, it's going to look huge and impossible and like you're never going to get to the top. But if you work hard and take it one step at a time, eventually you probably will get to the top. And once you're looking down from the top, it's going to be a lot less scary because you already did all that work to get there. So I really talk about that a lot. So it was me looking up at the mountain saying, wow, am I ever going to get to where these other accounts are? And I worked every single day for the past five years to organically grow my social media, specifically my Instagram. Um, I'm very proud to say that I have become one of those people. I'm about to hit 17,000 followers on Instagram alone. Plus, we have Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, a lot of other platforms. So across all platforms, we have over 20,000 followers. And again, that's just on the business. And yeah, I mean, as you get bigger and grow as an entrepreneur, I'm always hungry for the next thing. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, when am I going to hit 20,000? When am I going to hit 30,000? But when I really sit down and reflect, I do remember being at five. And I do remember how daunting the task seemed. And I am so happy I did the work and I didn't give up and I made it to the top of the mountain. Um, So I did that. And again, I use that as proof of concept. So when I got the idea in front of my possible customer base, I got such positive responses overall. And so many people were like, this is what we need, like for our sibling, our son, our daughter, our cousin. So with all the positive feedback I decided okay it's a good idea I'm all in and then that's when I started getting quotes on app development and again I was super naive had no idea the altitude of app development how much it would cost how much time it would take um so the first quote I got was $250,000 in New York City and that was just something that knocked me on my butt because I I just had no idea that it was such a big undertaking. Um, I mean, my naive self went to a company that makes apps for, like, the Nikes of the world. So, again, that was probably not the best. But I'm so glad I had that experience because it was eye-opening to see that if you wanted to do this right, you know, it was going to cost you. And that was the other thing. I So many people suggested, you know, ways to cut corners. Um and do it for cheaper, but I really didn't want to cut corners. I wanted the product I put out to be something I was very proud of and to be just something great. And I pride myself on that because I think anything you put out is a reflection of you. So I'm creating this business. Whatever app I decide to put out is a reflection of me, and I want that reflection to be a good one. So I obviously couldn't pay $250,000 
um, and I didn't want to cut a lot of corners or do it cheaply. So I just really was patient. And I think that was a really big growing point for me because instead I wanted, you know, to have it tomorrow and I wanted to do it so bad. But the patience really paid off for me because then I was able to shop around for a while and find developers who were aligned with my mission and really cared about what I was doing. Therefore, they were willing to cut me breaks. And, you know, since we were building something for the greater good, so to speak, they just really wanted to, you know, do it at a very fair price. Not to mention, I was also able to find an investor during that time. So that is pretty much how the development stuff started. And the other big challenge in starting my business was raising money. Um, Again, I went into it not knowing the extent of the amount of money I would need. And once I realized that, I said, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to raise money. So I started uh, crowdfunding, which if you're not familiar um, and you do want to start a business, it's a great, great option. Um, I'm definitely willing to talk more about it in, in the future if anyone wanted me to. But I used a platform called iFundWomen, and it is a woman entrepreneur crowdfunding platform. Uh, And I loved it because they use a pay-it-forward model. So every single crowdfunding site is going to take a percentage. Obviously, that's how they make money. But this one, part of that percentage went back to another woman entrepreneur on the site. So every month, they like choose someone who they feel is deserving and give them some of the money from the fee. And I love that pay it forward model. I think it really aligned with everything I stand for. So I loved that. Um, And if you don't know, crowdfunding is like GoFundMe, but for businesses. So people can donate or contribute money toward your crowdfunding campaign for no equity. So with an investor... Most times they're going to ask for a percentage of your company. So they would invest X amount of money and in return they would get X percent of your company. Um, Whereas in crowdfunding, you're not selling pieces of your company. Instead, you're usually offering rewards. So based on the amount of contribution from small to big, you know, if you donated or contributed $100, you would get a t-shirt If you contributed $500, you would get a social media shout-out. If you contributed $1,000, you would get free of the service for a year, or whatever the case is. So I thought it was a really good way for someone small like me to raise money. And another great thing I did at the time was we had a marketing video made, and it was me and my brother, and I was just talking about what I wanted to create and why I wanted to create it. And Michael talked a little bit about the idea as well. And that was like a huge thing for me because it really sold what I was trying to do. Um, Additionally, again, this was in the very beginning, so I didn't have a big following yet. But that Facebook video of the crowdfunding campaign video um, went a little viral. It got like 50,000 views. Um, so long story short, I was able to raise around $15,000 crowdfunding, which again is a small percentage, but for someone who is 21 years old, um, 
with no idea what I was doing at the time. I was happy with that. And then that same year, I started having annual golf outings. This year will be my fifth annual golf outing. Um, so I started having those every year. And not only has that been a great way to fund the app, but it has also been just one of my favorite days of the whole year. It's a time where all of our family and friends can come together under one roof and, you know, get together for a cause that we all care about and just have a great time together. So I absolutely love it. My whole extended family, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, our family, friends, um, all come together and we just have a great, great day and everyone plays golf and we have a huge dinner and raffles and it is a ton of work, but again, we raise a lot of money and I absolutely love it. I just love it. Um, some of the best memories and days of my life have been the golf outings because seeing all your work come to fruit, uh, I don't know the word, um, I can't think of the word. Anyway, seeing all your dreams and goals come to life like that is just, it's great. Um, so that's another way I raised money. And then, like I mentioned before, I did have an investor. Um, a lot of people ask how I found that investor. It's a funny story and why I believe in trusting the universe and trusting that things will come to you when they're meant to because I wasn't actively looking. Like, yes, I did need one. And yes, I you know, kept an ear open, but I wasn't actively looking. So I actually did a blog post for Autism Speaks, which is a huge nonprofit for autism. I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. And I was able to write a blog post for them about my idea. And this family read it. And they have a son with autism. They read it on Facebook and loved the idea. They ended up reaching out to me saying, we want to help you financially fund this thing. And, you know, they, they flew here. We met them. And yeah, it was great. And I'm so thankful for that because having someone believe in me so early on, as well as put their money where their mouth is, <laughs> which is saying a lot because a lot of people I've learned throughout the years in business won't do that, is both humbling and great. It's just great. So I'm so incredibly thankful for them. Uh, we have a really great relationship to this day. My whole family has a great relationship with them. And I'm eternally grateful. Um, and that's why I always tell people that you should take every opportunity you can. Because at the time, I was pitching to national news platforms that I'll talk about later that I succeeded in getting on and in. But sometimes the smaller ones I was able to do, you know, are just as good because you never know who's going to see it. So my thing is, even if you do get quote unquote big, I take every opportunity. You never know who's listening, who's watching, who's going to see it. And one person seeing something can just change your whole life, truly. So take every opportunity, no matter how big or small. So I did that. And um, so with the golf outings, the crowdfunding, the investor, my personal money, my dad's, some of my dad's personal money, um, yeah, we were able to fund the thing, and to date, I've put over $100,000 into it, 
Um, so for the first year, we were a web app. So it was a website that had all the capabilities of the app. And then this past um, December, we just celebrated a year of the actual app. So we're on Android and Apple um, as a fully functioning app, which is just crazy to me. <laughs> so that is pretty much my story. Um, you might have seen me, if you follow me on social media, you might see that I have been in some pretty big publications, both television and written. I've been in Forbes, I've been in Entrepreneur Magazine, I've been on the Today Show with Hoda and Jenna, I have been on ABC, CNN, um, Now This, and just so, so many more, um, I just lost track <laughs> at this point, but it has been just, oh, Lifetime. We had a commercial running on Lifetime for almost a year, which was insane. Um, so yeah, uh, that all came with hard work. That came with pitching myself, cold pitching to people constantly, and it was a ton of work, but well worth it. And yeah, it just... I never really think about it, but when I sit here and reflect on the fact that I, I created all that and I was able to achieve all that, and now at 25 years old, I was able to say that I've been in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Today Show, so many things that people sometimes work for, to whoa, work toward for a lifetime um, is humbling and exciting and you know, I don't often reflect on that, and I should. So, yeah, I was able to do that. <laughs> and my point in telling you all this is I've grown this business, and I continue to grow it every single day, and I plan to continue to do that. But I really do want to expand into other things. Um, and one of the things I've been thinking about for a really long time that I'm passionate about is kind of my next step is empowering other women uh, to do what I do and to take risks and take a leap of faith. And if you have a dream, chase after it. Um, it's definitely scary. And if you listen to this, to this thus far, you'll know that it was scary for me and now looking back though I have absolutely no regrets and I don't say that because I was successful because even if I wasn't successful I'm sure that I would still have no regrets because I can't say I didn't try I had a dream I wanted to do it I talked about it and I followed through and I think people who talk about doing things and don't follow through are the worst type of people um because there's always excuses, you know? There's always excuses. You could always say, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough... I don't even know what. Um, but those are all excuses. You can make time. Um, yeah. So it's ultimately, if you want something bad enough, you can do it. Uh, you make excuses when you don't want to do it. Um... And that's what I've been doing with this podcast because I've been putting it off for a while and I hate to admit it, it's because I've been scared of 
putting myself out there because it's been a long time since I tried something new. Um, so I'm doing this. I hope that inspires you to do whatever it is that you really want to do. Um, it's January of 2022. So the new year kind of just started. Um, and as cliche as it sounds, it's still a perfect opportunity to change your life. Um, at this time next year, you could truly be living a completely different life if you start today. Um, so that is what I want to say. If you're interested in any of what I talked about and want to learn more, you can find me at Making Authentic Friendships, M-A-K-I-N-G-A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C-F-R-I-E-N-D-S-H-I-P-S on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, or Google us and you can watch all of my videos and my TV appearances and read all of my articles. Um, and you can reach out to me, DM me, I'd love to chat. And that is it. So going forward, I just really wanted you guys to know kind of what I do, where I've been, um, before I get into other things. But in the future, I really want to talk about growing the business as one aspect of the podcast. But I also want to talk about being a 25-year-old woman. (laughs) I think it's difficult. I think it's a really difficult time in someone's life. And finding yourself and feeling lost and trying to get your feet on the ground during your 20s is something that I feel people don't talk about enough. So that's something I really want to address. I want to address mental health as um, an anxiety sufferer myself. I want to address so many different things. Dating. um, So ultimately, yeah. I named this podcast It Started With a Dream because that is the truth. It did start with a dream and now I'm here and I want you to start with your dream. And yeah, that's that. Thank you so much for listening. If you listened, I love you because thank you and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.